Welcome to the Book Supplied Podcast, presented by WSL Leadership. In this podcast, we talk about an awesome book and how to apply it to your work, sport, or life. I'm your host, Iggy Perillo. Thanks for joining me. On today's episode, I'm talking about the book, Small List, Big Results, Launch a Successful Offer, No Matter the Size of Your List, by Robbie Samuels, with the actual author of the book, Robbie Samuels. In case you don't know who this fella is, I can tell you that today's guest is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, or what some would call a multi-hyphenate. In his case, this means he's a professional speaker, business growth strategy coach, virtual event design consultant, executive Zoom producer, MC, podcast host, author, virtual presentation skills trainer, and a bunch of other stuff too that I'm probably leaving out. He's been recognized as a networking expert by Harvard Business Review, Forbes, and Inc., and has an industry expert in the field of digital event design by JDC Events. As a virtual event design consultant, he's assisted organizations with bringing their events strategically online with less stress and greater participant engagement. As a business growth strategy coach, he helps his clients discover likely prospects who already know, like, and trust them so they can stop struggling to launch their offer. And since 2016, he has hosted the On The Schmooze podcast. And since 2020, in March, a weekly hashtag no more bad Zoom virtual happy hour, which I've attended, very fun. Please welcome me in joining, uh, please join me in welcoming also, which makes more sense, all the way from his home in the Philadelphia suburbs, a TEDx speaker, an HBR contributor, and a Scrabble champion, at least in his own home, Robbie Samuels. <laughs> yeah, at least in my own home. <laughs> don't don't challenge me if you see me on the street. I may not be able to win. <laughs> you would beat me any day of the week. That's really Thank what you, would Aggie, happen. Thank you for inviting me to be here. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be have you to have you here and to be talking about your book, which I've read and enjoyed. And let's start off with the very beginning. What have you like? This is interesting because being the author, you probably heard from other folks what they found valuable. And I think you went into it trying to offer a certain value to people. And I don't know if those lined up for you or didn't or whatever. But I'm curious what do, what have you been finding has been the most useful and valuable parts of this book for folks. I've heard from folks, uh, including now about 180 reviews online that what they really appreciate is that it's it's very much a step-by-step guidance with stories to illustrate key points. So a lot of times we're told um, vague things like, you should do research calls, but this book really details the steps to go through about one, why to do research calls, and then how to create a list of people, and then what to say. And all. I mean, it just really gives you the handholding that you'd need to know how to achieve those kinds of results to get the information you need from something like a research call. So I think the the step-by-step guidance is probably one of the highlights that people have mentioned most in the reviews and from talking to me. I definitely that was a part that drew me to this book because I've been in that boat where people are like, yeah, go find, talk to your target audience or do whatever, you know, engage with them. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, what does this really mean? But you really, like, and you have pictures, right? That's like, make this spreadsheet, give it this rating, give it this number. It is not just like, yeah, do these five steps. It's like, put this mark in this box. Like, it's really super detailed in a way that doesn't make you feel like, it feels purposeful, I'd say. Like, it feels organized. And I think that's all leading people up to doing amazing things with the people they know. And I like that sort of spin also that it's not about, you need to go find 800,000 strangers to to engage with and do stuff with. I think 
yeah, like where did, what motivated you to sort of start with this? Like, yeah, the people, you know, are the important part. My whole life. I mean, I actually had a realization on another podcast, maybe a month or so ago, talk about this book that I, I've been following this idea of build a following first, build an audience first before trying to sell an idea since college. I remember back in college, I was running an LGBT group and you go to the weekly meeting with your plans for the week, like, you know, trying to get people to agree on something, which was never easy. But if I spent the week talking to folks one-on-one about an idea and got their buy-in, got their feedback, and then really adapted the idea, you know, from that feedback, by the time I went to the weekly meeting, you know, half the room had been thinking about it. Some were really excited about it. And we were just much more likely to get traction. So this is not for me really a new idea. It's just that as an entrepreneur, it's not the way most of us approach building our businesses because we get so excited by our idea. We're like so enamored with our brilliance. And we're so we're so clear that we're right about what people need because you know we're we are an expert that we often skip the steps of validation, buy-in, building that audience. And we go right to the market and the marketplace basically says, who are you? What is this? I don't, I don't need this. And it's very demoralizing. And I've experienced that as an entrepreneur. So I think first and foremost, I wanted to create a book that shared what I've been learning from my own business, but also what I've been teaching others and sharing with others as a business strategy coach, working with entrepreneurs. And in particular, it came to a moment of like certainty that I was writing this book and I had been actually writing it for years, but like publishing this book and putting it out in the world because I was able to turn my own business around in 2020 with such success that people kept asking me, you know, how did you do that? So, you know, there wasn't really a magical moment about it. It was the hard work of validating ideas as I went. And so I wanted to share with people how they could also follow these steps to hopefully get similar results. Yeah, that's so great. And you sort of mentioned that this is a book for entrepreneurs who want to deliver a service, a product, something out to the world. And I think something actually that I found in reading, and I don't know if this was intentional on your part, is that it's fine if you're just starting. You're like, oh, how do I do this? I've never done it. But also, I think it's great for people who have tried some things and have like done this and done that. And was that intentional to sort of reach sort of brand newbies just starting out, plus experienced people who, you know, are sort of readjusting, sorting it out, figuring out their way for the second time or third or fourth. I mean, I probably know more people who were in the boat of the, I've been banging my head on this for mm. a year and a half <laughs> and I, <laughs> I need to find a new way forward. Um, Cause that's a lot of, that's a lot of us. Wouldn't it be great though, if you know something and you've learned something to be able to share it with someone who's just starting out and have them take, take that to heart. I think it's really hard for people who are just starting out to take this this to heart because they haven't yet experienced the like, you know, the effort not working out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the effort to outcome not not being a good match. So I think that I wanted the book to be accessible to someone who didn't have a history with business but had a great idea. And I and I also wanted to say that I've talked sometimes to people who are more entrepreneurs, meaning they work within a company, they're not selling mm. a product or a service. And I do think that this works in that setting as well. Similar to what I mentioned about my days in college, anybody who's got an idea, this would be a way to sort of, you know, follow the system to get it off the ground. So, um, I mean, campaigns before someone goes and runs for office, they test out the idea, right? They, they validate this candidate uh, being a viable candidate. And I think similarly, we should just have some sort of practice, a system 
that we can take all new ideas and put it through these, these certain steps. And then we'd know, is this an idea really worth putting more energy and time and effort and money and resources in, into this? Or can we pivot or shift or adjust now before we've sunk so much effort in that it's really hard. I really think that's the hard part. 90, 90 uh, days in, it's easier to shift than a year and a half in. A year and a half in, three years in, I mean, you're just kind of wrapped up, you know, your, your ego is wrapped up in this. So I think that's harder, which is why I would love to catch people who are in the earlier parts of this, whether it's they're just starting out or they've only had a few efforts not work out perfectly. Yeah. Let them learn now. Yeah, I think, though, it's a hard sell. Prevention is a hard sell for people. Yeah. A lot of times. I think we're in the same boat on that in the work we do. Like getting people to plan ahead or to set things up, like to lay a good foundation sometimes. People are like, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy, you know, building like the penthouse. And you're like, whoa, like it's not, it just doesn't work out as well. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. A good friend <laughs> of mine actually said, you know, I don't have time to read your book. I'm, I'm, I'm building my business. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, good luck. I know, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so, I think people intuitively yeah. sometimes find a system that works for them. Like there are ways yeah. to do it. And for those of us who are like, I don't even know what I would do. Like, this is a great place to start. And I think you mentioned that you can adapt it. You can twist it. You're like, here's what I do. Here's what. And you do very candidly describe your own, not necessarily failures, but you're like, I scrapped this thing. This didn't work. Or here's how I did it the first time. That was terrible. Like, I would, I love not reinventing the wheel personally. I think that's a yeah. great. Well, the section strategy. we're really referring to Iggy is called wake up your network. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is, um, it's, it's a very good, um, you know, step-by-step -step process. And I will say that the clients I've worked with, um, who have, you know, gone through this experience, they've all resisted it. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> okay. for one reason or another, the mm -hmm. two extreme reasons, I will say there's two, two recurring reasons that people resist doing this work. One is they're just nervous. They don't know what to say. They don't know who to talk to. They don't know, like, they just don't like talking to people. <laughs> like they're just like a lot of the angst, which I think, you know, experience will make you more comfortable doing it, having a system, having a process, having people hold you accountable. But then the other extreme is people who are experts who just think they already know everything they need to know. And for those people who are listening in, I think this book is really helpful because sometimes it's really a nuanced shift. It could be like in the book, I talk about the difference between describing your program as women who are fatigued versus the women you interview saying exhausted and none of them say the word fatigued. So that's a, that's a lesson. You should be like, oh, I need to shift the way I describe my program. I shouldn't use the word fatigued. It's usually the word exhausted. So it could be a little shift or it could be a modality shift. Like you really want to run a mastermind but through your calls, you realize people need training. Well, people need training. A mastermind is not a good idea. You should create a training. So it's very like important for us to understand this part. And then also to get that problem language down. I mean, that's the other piece of this book really, I think is helpful with is helping people understand like why is it important to know the problem language from the perspective of the people you're trying to serve, not your perspective, but how do they define the problem? Because that's the other reason I think most of us have trouble and the book really talks about this in a section about um, little p and big p problems. And just this idea that, you know, we're coming up with these solutions, these amazing solutions that people don't realize they need, so they don't want to buy them from us. And so we have to first understand where people are coming from, meet them there, help them realize the bigger problem, 
and then they'll be more open to hearing about the bigger solution and how you can help them with it. So I, I feels like someone described the book as being six months of, you know, high level coaching, <laughs> like shoved into 130 some odd pages. Um, and it is kind of that it's, it's a very quick read that you could spend the next, you know, 10 years going back to. Absolutely. And I think I'm glad you mentioned little P and big P problems. I definitely want to talk about that. And like, I think we're talking about like chapter three, like there's chapters even before this, like we're like halfway through the book. There's like, I think six sections in the book. So chapter sections, you know, and so I think we're, all, we've jumped to the middle already. We haven't even done the, you know, talked about the beginning parts, but we assume people are motivated. They have some interest, like they have, and, uh, but you start with like mindset, right? So getting your, getting your brain aligned with and I think it sort of addresses, you later call it the sort of expert syndrome, but I think in the beginning, it's just like, how are you actually serving people? What is like the value you're offering versus let me, you know, ram some, sell you something, you know, like it's very, from what I know of you and having talked and interacted with you in your style, it's, it really legitimately is about getting to know people, building relationships with people under, and understanding, like getting that level of understanding so that you're speaking their language. And I think that plays out in the little P and big P problems and the little P problem being the symptoms and they're describing symptoms, even though you and your brain, you're like, oh, I have a solution for your problem, which is like, you know, a 7,000 million pound, you know, gorilla that you need. And you're like, whoa, I just needed you know, a hammer. Like, like don't yeah. send me too big Yeah, the problem. mismatch is yeah. real. In the book, I talk about... Um, uh, you know, this idea that that you show up to me and you're like telling me about this this itchy spot you have in your arm, you know, and I look and I'm realizing that's 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 from poison ivy. And I ask a few questions and I come to realize you must have poison ivy all over your backyard because every time you leave your house and go in your yard, you get another patch of poison ivy on your body. You have not figured that out though. You are just looking for calamine lotion or anti-itch cream, right? Like your understanding of the problem is very small. Your, your solution is very small. So if I were to then turn around and introduce this like really expensive landscaping, like, you know, rip everything out from the roots and, and replant everything like that is an expensive solution. It's like saying to someone here's surgery when they think they need a bandaid. And unless I help you come to understand that, not by just telling you even, but by asking you probing questions, this is where being a good coach makes us good salespeople like helping you come to realize, wow, this is a bigger issue than I thought. And you can be like, well, what do you want to try? And you're like, well, I'll try this. I'll try that. But, you know, go ahead and then come back and your half measures will be just that. And, you know, you'll come back and you'll say, well, I tried these things. It didn't really work. And like, well, all right, here's another thing that I know will definitely work, but it's definitely an investment. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready now. I'm really tired of this. Like I want there now that I know this, that this is an ongoing thing. I want it to stop. And when that level of urgency reaches that peak, that moment, then they're asking to work with you. And I think too many of us are chasing leads instead of inviting people to work with us. And the book is really, in a lot of ways, it's sort of the like anti-funnel. <laughs> and I and I like it's 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 much more attraction-based, invitation-based uh, marketing and and sales than sort of keeping people tightly in this like narrow path that we created for them. Yeah. And like kind of luring them in, like, I think is not really a part of how this works, but I really, I love that idea of just understanding how they think of their problem, how they, the words they use is really a good clue to that, obviously, but how they think about the problem. Like, is this a huge thing that, you know, this rash is 
consuming my every day. I just can't stop thinking about it. Or is it like, oh, that happens every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, I should deal with that. And then I keep putting it off like a very different scale of just how they even think about the problem. And that's very individual and very human. I think it brings it to a very human level versus I'm speaking to the crowds or the masses or, you know, whatever the population. Well, and the, the, I think the mistake that we could make as entrepreneurs, as experts is that we could imagine that everyone's going to react the same way we would to having that rash. Like to us, that might be, oh my gosh, really inconvenient, really urgent. You know, as soon as we see three people have had this experience, we're immediately creating a product. We're building an online course. But if those people's reaction is not urgent, if it's chronic, they're like, yeah, I live with this. This is just a thing that happens. Or they've like, just not does not raise the level of importance in their life yet. And there's other things that are way more urgent Then they're just not going to be that interested in this thing that we've created that, you know, may actually solve things for us, but we don't care. And I think that we, we want to hear that there's a problem that we can solve sometimes when there actually isn't one. <laughs> right. And, you know, um, it's hard because, you know, we're, we're, we're solution providers. Like the, I think the people I'm calling to this book, are people who want to provide solutions, who want to be helpful, who want to have an impact in the world that's really positive. But sometimes we get in our own way. And that mindset stuff in the very beginning, I think was really important because I've taught a lot of different topics in my life. And I don't think the steps are going to be helpful until people's heads are in the right place. So that's where I think this, the beginning part was really about getting people open to hearing the steps, because in a very meta way, Hickey, I'm trying to tell my reader, hey, the problem you thought you had, which was I can't sell anything because I don't have a big enough email list. That's how they've sort of defined their problem. And they think the solution is to therefore build their email list. The book isn't actually about building your email list at all. No, it's not um, right, really. And so I want them to kind of come to the same realization. Oh, wow. It's because I didn't actually talk to anyone when I was creating my offer, who could give me really, you know, detailed feedback about it. Oh, I need to find a way to do that. So I, I personally feel like I can't sell the solutions that I could provide to an audience unless they are educated. So even doing this, doing any kind of interview I've ever done, like it's all about trying to help people move from that little P to big P awareness. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You mentioned this as like a coaching framework. And to me, it just looks like an educator framework, which, you know, we're making apples and oranges, whatever. Not same, same. Who cares? But I think that approaching it as like, hey, I'm here to like educate, but also to be educated. I think that's where this sort of two-way street of, and to me, you're like asking coaching questions and I'm like Socratic method. You know, like it's, they're all the sort of, it's kind of this same big bubble. And I think we, I, I enjoy watching things that have been, in the field of education for literally 2000 years being like, Hey, here's this new cool coaching strategy. I'm like, wow, it's called Socrates. It's called, you know, literally 2000 <laughs> years old. And that, which is just side note to this whole operation. But I think that piece of like, I'm actually here to like, to both give and receive, you know, information, knowledge, understanding. And I think that's how that mindset sets you up in the being like, you need to be open to receive some understanding, some knowledge of the people you're trying to like serve, educate, coach, produce for whatever it is. Um, and without that level of understanding, it's just not going to go as well. You know, it's, it's probably not going well in some way, or it could be going better, I guess, is you really don't dwell on like the, like you're suck and you're failing, you know, it's a very positive, upbeat book. And here's how you could do it better. Here's how you can build more understanding. Here's how you can build more connection 
here's how you not exactly a script for those conversations, but here's three questions asked. Here's how you set up that conversation. Here's how you follow up on that conversation, which is that beautiful sort of step-by-step process to it. I think is in the world of education scaffolding, right? Like here's a small piece. Here's the next piece. Here's the next piece to add for people to build up to. Yeah. That course, that product, whatever it is that they're creating versus I have this amazing product course, whatever. Here you go world. You're welcome. You know, which doesn't always land well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that people don't learn when they feel like they're put upon or told they're being stupid about it or dumb about it. I just keep telling my kids not to use the word stupid. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But um, it's really about improving. It's about being where starting from wherever you are and then improving from there. Fantastic. Yeah, I think the overall and the book keeps going like we're still in like chapter three, what we've talked about. And you talk more, I think, about how then you use this information and how you build on it and how you like where you take it like matters. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily end there. And you go into some really specific ways to like, cool, now you have some of this information. What you want to integrate this with the thing you're doing? Here's how you can do like launch a a, cor- a program, essentially a course or something and have that interaction be a part of it along the way. So you're consistently right. getting feedback, consistently building connection. And again, you give a nice step by step of that, too. So it's not just like I did my interviews. I'm done. Now I can like throw all that in my back pocket and go on and make my like masterpiece. Like there's still an interactive and iterative process, I'd say, throughout, like sort of the next phase and the next phase along the way. Very much so. I mean, the book in itself is is kind of very much a workbook kind of, you know, there's a lot of uh, experiential pieces. But then I created a series of resources to go with the book as part of the big results toolkit. And that includes the wake up your network workbook and the analyze problem language workbook as well as, as, well as several worksheets. I mean, we're not even talking about the fact that in the book, I talk about time management and, and goal setting and quarterly goal setting versus 12 week sprints. And how do you use the time in between your sprints? And um, I mean, to me, it's like all the things that we need to know to do better in our business. It's not, it's not actually like one thing, but if we, if we aren't thoughtfully pursuing goals, then we're not going to reach any because we're going to be, you know, moving all of them forward by an inch. So it's like really understanding, like, how do we restructure a lot of things in how we're doing our business and then go from there. So the book packs a ton in, um, the other feedback I've gotten, uh, is that there's no fluff. <laughs> um, I could have made the book twice as long, <laughs> but there was no reason to, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, it was, it was ready and it was done. There are stories to illustrate points. The stories about my life, the stories about my clients. Um, I mean, there's stories about people I know in my network who've just done good work in the world. So all that is because stories bring, bring this to light and wake our brains up, but it's really like a book to do, not just a book to read. And I want to just let everyone know that they can actually get the big results toolkit through a personalized link that I created for you. Yeah, Iggy. it'll be in the show notes. I'm actually going to put it in the show notes so people can Brilliant. just click it and go get it. Yeah, it's great. So it's, it was super handy. I poked through that too. It was great. So it's robbysamuels.com forward slash Iggy. We'll get you to that uh, page directly, but you can also go to the show notes to check out the rest of the details. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's, I built that up and built a huge launch team, which thank you for being part of that and writing a review. And, uh, I'm actually curious Have you've been on other book launches because you're so into books. 
Uh, I've been on one other one and it was a very, very different experience. Much more hands-off, like, hey, yeah, here's an advanced copy. It's a PDF. You can barely read it because it's awkwardly formatted. It's really annoying. And thanks. Write a review. Pee out. You know, peace out. Like, they're just gone. I was like, oh, okay. Unlike your book launch, which was, again, you might be noticing a theme here, people. Very human, very, like, interactional, very relatable, very, like, engaging along all along the way. And not just like, here's your deadline, do it, but like, here's some things. Hey, what about this? How about this? Like, very, uh, yeah. I mean, that's like a whole nother side story, like how to launch a book. And I was actually just talking to someone the other day about how they've launched a book, but it was like 10 years ago. I'm like, hey, my friend Robbie talked about relaunch your book. Hey, it's time for the 10th anniversary relaunch of your book and how you can yeah. re revisit, redo these things in a way that maybe you didn't do the first time, or maybe it's just time. Like, oh, this is relevant again, or this is meaningful again, or whatever it is the relaunch, like who knew it's a thing. Well, I actually, uh, and I, were you able to go to my, um, masterclass? I went, to the, book launch? I went to the first session, like the, the review session, oh, but not the class. No, later. No, I know no, I, so separate. I did a book launch strategies masterclass mm. and, uh, it's all available at Robbie forward slash book launch strategies. And, uh, folks who are listening in can use promo code launch to save money. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically everything we did as a team to, to create that, that experience. We had a 150 reviews within a week of the launch date. Um, I've actually done that twice now with two different books. Um, it's now I had 180 or more. I haven't checked in the last few days. Um, but it's just really like building momentum. And then I led that into an offer for a year long program. And now I'm creating some other opportunities to work together with people. It's, I really want people to be able to take this content and use it. I mean, that's the point. It was like to write a book that was very usable. Yeah. And I think it, you nailed that because partially because it's short. <laughs> like It's not like, oh, wait, I need to read <laughs> the entire, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica to like figure out the two little nuggets. It's like thing, like applicable thing after applicable thing. And to go back to what you said about your schedule and sprints, one of the best part about the 12 week sprints is that there's a week of like chill time, catch up time. It's not like go, go, go for 12 weeks or 11 weeks, then figure out what you're gonna do for the next 12 weeks. There's like, it actually schedules in sort of mental, not totally break time, but like you're not driving every day and like go, it's not like, yeah, it's not like we need to launch the rocket every five minutes. Like it's, like, wait, we need to think, we need to step back, we need to reflect. I'm all about reflective practice for sure. Taking that time to really reflect on how is this going? What is happening? What else do I need to do? What can I catch up on? Yeah, there's just so many great pieces, and which speaks to this just in time versus like all the you know, the learning. Wait, it was just in time learning versus just or, in case. Yes, yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. So great. There's actually maybe oh many almost too many good little things in there because we only tend to talk about the wake up your network gets talked about the most because it's like probably the, the most <laughs> meaty thing. Like it's, yeah, it's like the thing we have to do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all these other pieces about like focus and structure and processes, I think is all really helpful. Um, it was all the things that my clients needed. And in a way, this is the work I would do with them in the first three months. So if they can get a head start, and do as much as they can on their own before coming to me, then we've got like a running start. And whether they work with me or not, honestly, I think it's better. I feel, feel like people should have access to the information. I don't feel like it, it depletes me to give away knowledge. Uh, it just kind of increases the ability of everyone around me, which is to me a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and it's, 
exactly what you said. There's stories, so it's human. There's information. There's step-by-steps. There's like a whole additional workbook, worksheets. You know, like, really, you're ready to do this? Cool. Now you can do it. It like just brings you along really nicely. And again, step-by-step, but also... Um, I think there's there's something to be said for even if I'm just writing this down on a worksheet that's making me process, that's making me like engage and like write something down and then be like, oh, wait, I need to rewrite that. Like it clarifies. It's very clarifying, I think, to go through a lot of those processes. So one thing I was going to say about the the content around Wake Up Your Network was that the clients I've talked to about this, the ones who've actually done it, they've all complained about doing it. But the ones who've actually gone through the process and gotten the problem language and figured out sort of how to use that to then move people into some kind of pilot have all said it was beneficial, oh, like yeah. cr- critically beneficial. <laughs> and so it, that was what also pushed me to create this because I've participated in coaching programs where like we were teaching this kind of content, but this piece that this like specific what to do was missing. And I just think that when, when we don't give people steps two and three, and we say step one is step four, and people can't see based on their own lived experience, two and three, then they just don't know. They do like they lost and they just don't move forward or they waste time. And so in some ways, this is the common sense, obvious steps two and three that for a lot of people, just not obvious, not common sense until you say it, until you, until you read it and you're like, well, of course I should talk to people before I try to sell things to people. That just makes so much sense. Exactly. And I don't know what to do. Oh, wait, now I have a book that's going to show me how to do this in a, in a really list, big results. Yeah. Really simple, straightforward way. Well, I've loved having you here today, Robbie. Do you have any last big things? This I think is going to land at the beginning of February, 2022. So any other things on your mind, things you well, want to actually, tell the people? So if it's landing in early February, I am hosting a one day idea to offer workshop which is based on the content in the book. And it's giving people an opportunity to be in small groups together because I did do this three-day, three-part sort of training after the, the book launch. And this is a, a one day in order to create some community around it. So I do think finding accountability partners, having people hear your ideas, saying things out loud, getting people's reactions, even just fellow experts, fellow entrepreneurs can just get your brain moving much more than just reading something. So that's happening on February 12th. And it's an all-day event. Uh, it is available at RobbieSamuels.com. Idea the number two offer. Idea the number two offer. And so we'd love more folks to join us there. I, you know, it's gonna be a good place to kind of try out some of this um, and see kind of how it'll impact your business. I also love, by the way, side note that you have people work in groups and work together. And everything I've ever done with you in person is usually a group experience. There's interaction. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to go watch Robbie talk for an hour, whatever it is. Like, it's always very interactive. So I love that about the work that you do. Well, you should, you know, you reference back my intro. Um, oh, yeah. I, well, I, I built my business in 2020 <laughs> as a virtual event design consultant and an executive Zoom producer based on the premise that events are about content and connection because pre-pandemic, I was teaching people how to network at events. And so (laughs) I still think that's true. I still think as much as the content is important, uh, it's what draws people in. I think the real value of of a live experience is the people you meet. And so all the people that are pretty keyed up by the content, I want them to get to know each other. I would love there to be a community around this. Thing that that helps all of us, you know, raise our profiles, you know, do more, create more good in the world. 
yeah, feeling supported really helps. <laughs> like it's just such a nice thing to feel yeah. mutual people around you doing similar things in a supportive environment. And I, I also appreciate that. I think you bring in and attract people that are not just interested in learning, but also positive and supportive people. I think I, I feel like I've been at other things where you're just like everyone's camera off, isolated, quiet. You're like, who are these, you know, robots? But yours are humans interacting yeah. and the people who want to, you know, not just chime in, but also are like curious and want to support people. So, uh, yeah. yeah, anything when you listen later after February 2022 and you're like, what is Robbie doing now? I would think people can just cruise over to RobbieSamuels.com and see whatever. That's true. All the other things that are happening in your world and get connected with all of that stuff. Awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, well, th well said. Thanks, Thanks so much. Ziggy. Well, I'm so excited to have this chance to talk with you and talk about your book. You know, obviously the book's clearly the star of the show, not really, but it's been super fun to talk with you. And thanks so much for coming on the Book Supplied Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Book Supplied Podcast. I hope you enjoyed getting to know a new book and learning how to apply its ideas to make your work, sport, or life a little bit more awesome. For more leadership education-related content, including conflict management checklists, invitations to a fun-free lunch that happens monthly, upcoming classes, webinars, and mastermind groups, please head over to wslleadership.com. Thanks, and have a great day.